my god. I'm on my knees. It's kind of hard right now, but I don't know about the situation. What is it that you want from me? I'm struggling, my lord. But I know you got me. But I still struggle. I know you got me. It's only been your word this can be grounded. When my vision was blurry and it was clouded. When the thoughts were so much and I felt surrounded. When I felt all alone, even when the room was crowded. You showed me it's only you I needed you more than the air I breathe. You're the only one I needed to make my life complete. You showed me who I was when I was at your feet. In all the pain and distress, and you told me valuable lessons that if I wanna be happy, the person I must invest in is you showed me what to do and your spirit helped me get through In all the pain and distress and you told me valuable lessons That if I wanna be happy the person I must invest in is you You showed me what to do and your spirit helped me get through Are you ready to fill your soul with the sustenance it needs? Look no further. Bishop Joshua Fonseca's Soul Food Podcast. You can listen anytime to these engaging messages of faith. From testimonies and real life stories to musical entertainment, is here to satisfy your spiritual hunger. Tune in today for a journey of hope, strength, and truth, and be uplifted with each episode wherever you are. Don't let your soul go hungry. It's time for some soul food. Not caring what people think will be the best choice you ever make. Bro, this old I wanna be popular stuff is basic. I know you see the cool kids, they dress fresh, they get the attention, they turning up, they going to parties, and you wanna be like them, right? Keep it 100, sometimes you feel like you're not enough, right? Well, I'm telling you, you are enough. You were born original. Don't you dare die a copy. You were born to stand out. Stop trying to fit in. Popularity does not mean quality, but I get it. I get it, see, in this crazy world we live in, it has no chill. Some people are, are loved for being fake and others are judged for being real, but you have to be real. Never stop, because it's better to be hated for who you are than liked for who you're not. So what if you don't fit in? So what if you're not perfect? Do you know how diamond experts can tell if a diamond is real or worthless? See, the fake diamonds are perfect. The real ones have flaws. And just like that, fake people appear perfect. Real people make mistakes and have flaws. And let me tell you this, the coolest people don't care about being cool. The people who care about being cool are the saddest. When they go home, they're not happy with who they are. Cause see, popularity is when other people like you. True happiness is when you like you. See, me and you, bro, we got the same story. See, I was that shy kid. There was nothing I wanted more than for people to like me, but it didn't happen. And I would always think like, like why? Why can't more people like me? And then it dawned on me. See, me not being popular gave me time to work on me. And when I worked on me, everything changed. When I had the courage to be me, People started coming to me. See, I found out that I was enough already. And just like that, you are enough already. 
See, nobody has lived your life. Nobody can tell your story. So pick your hand up. Don't dim your light so that others don't have to squint. Don't hide your shine underneath the shade. Don't trade your dignity for popularity. You may not be popular now, but you will be great one day. Right now, you may not be well known, but one day you will be worth knowing. So keep focusing on you. And don't worry about what these people think, mainly because most people don't think. Most people will judge you based on an opinion from somebody else. Then treat these people like coupons and cut them out of your life. Leave them on red. It's time to focus on you. You may not see it now, but in five years, none of this popularity stuff is gonna matter. See, popularity ends on yearbook day. What you build and who you become will last the rest of your life. So don't let them write your story. You keep caring about what people think, you will forever be their slave. And you're stronger than that. So never forget who you are, because it is who you are that makes you great. You are now listening to Soul Food with Bishop Joshua. Don't stop listening, there is more soul food to share. Amen. Praise God. Let, let us understand what is the thorn in the flesh today. Everybody knows what a thorn is all about. Imagine if you have a thorn piercing your flesh, inside of your flesh. Well, I need you to pay attention, very close attention to this message. But let us read now the text. The Bible says, Paul said, Lest I should be exalted above measure, by the abundance, abundance of revelations. The revelations was the blessings, victories, successes. A thorn in the flesh was given to me, he said. The thorn in the flesh means challenging situation. A pain in the flesh. He said a message of Satan to bath me. A thorn always originates with Satan. Lest I be exalted above measure. So God's goal is to protect us from over-reliance on ourselves and pride. Let me explain that to you. The Apostle Paul was a blessed man, full of revelations, ideas, directions. Remember that the Apostle Paul, from him, the church grew a lot. Because he was a persecutor of the church. He was an evil man. The Lord transformed his life. And he had revelations. The church grew, increased a lot all over through the apostle Paul, right? Very well. But then came a thorn in the flesh, like a disease, like a problem that came to him. And Satan was the one, was not God. 
I know many churches, many religious people say God put a thorn in his flesh. That was not God. God is not a dictator, right? God is not a monster. He does not put any thorn, but Satan does. And when Peter, I mean Paul, had the thorn in his flesh, it was painful. Let us continue reading next. Concerning, concerning these things, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. Paul prayed, he prayed to God three times, asking for the thorn to be removed. But God did not take the thorn in his in his flesh away. Why not? Because it was necessary. It was necessary for that thorn to be in his flesh. He prayed to God. But that thorn was necessary. Sometimes or many times you don't understand. You pray. You gave your life to God. You read the Bible. You are a Christian. You have a clean life, but then something happened to you. Something happened that becomes like a thorn in the flesh. It is necessary. You have a thorn in your flesh. It is necessary. God does not put it. Satan does. He's the one that brings the thorn in the flesh. Because Satan wants you to give up. Because Satan wants you to curse God. Remember the wife of Job? What did she do? She said to the husband, curse God and die at once. Because he was sick. He lost everything. He lost all his kids. And this is what Satan wants. Satan wants you to give up on your faith. Satan wants you to look to the problem more than to God. When you look down, you see Satan, problems. But when you look up, you look to God, you see the solution. And now it says, And he said to me, God said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in weaknesses. Therefore, most gladly, gladly I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. You may not have all you want. I'm talking to you now. You may not have all you want. May not have solved a particular problem or achieved a goal, your goal. Or maybe you are battling illness or are still single or divorced. God is telling you what he told Paul. My grace is sufficient to you. He say, my grace is sufficient to you. You might not have yet, yet, what you have. It is coming. What that you have now is just a thorn in the flesh. Do not give up. 
Do not give up. God is with you. He has chosen you. Do not bow down to the thorn. But the thorn is necessary. But at the end, he said, my grace is sufficient to you. Which means that when you have this problem, when you have this situation, believe. After that, something great is going to happen. Something great and greater will you be your testimony. I am saying to you, greater will you be your testimony. Did you know that I'm the key in the potter's hand? You came and shaped my heart and fixed what was broken. When the shadows deepen, I'll take your hand. Your light shines in the dark, I'm safe in your hands. I don't even know why your grace, your love and kindness after all my imperfections you have picked me out of more than thousand people and you've given me the authority to fight forever is anyone worthy I feel like no one loves me. Never want me. It's always been me. I always feel like my voice isn't heard. I feel like I'm drowning and no one can help me. Is life worth living? But now, if you suffer from paranormal activities, you are not going crazy. No, you are not going crazy. Something is going on. You are in a spiritual warfare. You are under spiritual attacks. If you need help, we are here for you. You can call us. You can count on us. The helpline is available. You are not going to leave a message. We have men, women of God to take your call. Give us a call today at one 888 332-4141. Our helpline is available 24 hours a day for you to receive one-on-one -on -one counseling and prayer. I was with a few of my mates at one of my friend's house. We were watching football and then I heard a, f a bit of commotion at the door. There was a lot of verbal abuse, a lot of swearing. They tried at this moment to get through the door and 
I pushed him out of the way. And the guy decided to bring out a baseball bat. At that moment, I saw red. A fight broke out straight away. As soon as I saw the bat, I decided to go for him. So a fight broke out. I turned around and I saw a knife. I decided to tell all the guys that I was with to go back into the room and lock the door because I wasn't ready to see anyone get stabbed. When I got into the room, I felt the same feeling I felt the first time I was stabbed, which was a wet patch. And I lifted up my jacket. All of a sudden, everyone started to panic. Even one of my close friends started to cry. He had never seen something like that. I thought to myself, hold on, imagine I died right now. It's not just what's going to happen to me, but how would it affect all these guys that were not involved in anything like this before? Because before they met me, none of them used to smoke weed. None of them used to be involved in any type of criminal activity. They were just, can I say, normal guys. They were just, you know, in uni to get an education and enjoy life. Then I thought deeper, imagine my mum and my dad who came to this country to give me a better life. So I wasn't always a bad person, but the people around me weren't always as, as good as me. So when I was in year nine, I would, we went to upper school. So we were around the year 10s, the year 11s, the sixth formers. Smoking was a big trend in year nine. I wanted to be part of that trend. I wanted to be involved. That's how I started smoking weed. And I was getting closer to the gang life. The first time I got stabbed, I was at the bus stop waiting. I sat there and then two boys came. Then that number doubled to the point where there was about eight boys and they were all circling me at the bus stop. Then we had a, a big fight and I felt a wet patch on my trousers. So I started to run. I was running and I turned around and they were still chasing me. I was thinking, yeah, you're gonna die today. And then I ran into a pub and I stood there with, with the two bottles in my hand thinking, look, they've got knives, you've got bottles. They're gonna stab you a few times and you're gonna die. In the back of my mind, I knew that I needed to, needed to change because I was affecting too many people. So I was invited to a, um, a youth group and when the friend invited me, I, I remembered, I was like, oh yeah, people were really happy there. I started to attend more to the youth group. I started to hear messages of change, of, of, of how you could grow and how you don't have to be stuck in the lifestyle that you're living. I, I decided to trust in God and actually give God a chance. Each and every time I, I activate faith, my life gets better and I'm moving forward. The same way I was helped is the same way I'm helping others. And it's amazing because every time I see someone coming out of that, that period of life where they were and changing, it brings this, this joy to me. It brings this joy to me and I don't think Anything else can compare to it, to be honest. They did not bow down to the thorn. They overcame him. Let me read something for you here. When he said, therefore, I take ple pleasure in infirm infirmities, in reproach, in needs, persecution, distress for Christ's sake. For when I am weak... Somebody to say over there. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Religious people misinterpret this verse and wrongly think they are destined to live in misery and defeat. 
Paul said, for, for Christ's sake means that whatever unpleasant situation we are going through at present will in time be understood and will glorify his name. Maybe you don't understand what is going on. You don't understand what is going on, but you are facing a hard situation. You have the thorn in the flesh, but this situation will glorify God in a near future. I said, near future. I'm sure you are familiar with this phrase. When life gives you lemons, you make what? You make a delicious lemonade. What does not destroy you makes you stronger. It makes you stronger. So let us take this lemonade and drink it to glorify the Lord. Life gives you lemons. They are sour. They are sour. Nobody, yes? Nobody likes taking or eating lemon. Nobody. I do. I do, yes. Every morning, I make sure that I take my two lemons without water, nothing. I did it this morning. For me, it's good. <laughs> you don't like, né? <laughs> I do. I do. Every morning, I do the same. <laughs> it is good. It is healthy. But listen, when life gives you sour lemon, what do you do? Make a, a sweet, a delicious lemonade. Meaning that you take the thorns in the flesh and make it to be your testimony. Make it to be your testimony, your beautiful testimony. There are times that God doesn't stop the strong winds, but holds your feet firmly to the rock. There are times He doesn't calm the storm, but climbs into your boat so that it doesn't sink. There are times He allows your burdens to grow heavier, but strengthens your arms. Further down the road, He will show you that what you went through today was necessary to make you stronger for the days ahead. There is no victory without a fight and no reward without effort. Later on, you will realize that God was caring for you every step of the way. And because of that, you have always overcome. God is the size of your faith. Thank you for listening to Soul Food. Stay tuned tomorrow for more. Make sure to turn on your notifications and share this food with others. Yes, he does. Yes, he loves us.